Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at Walgreens. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Hey guys, welcome to I've Never Said This Before with me, Tommy D'Addario. Today I am joined by one of the coolest people I have ever come across. And no, it's not just because of what he does, although it's pretty cool, but it's also because of who he is as a human being. Tyler Henry is the star of the Netflix series Life After Death and continues to be the most sought after clairvoyant medium in the United States and around the world. Now, at just 10 years old, Tyler began receiving intuitive mental images with the foretelling of his grandmother's death, and that's where tapping into his abilities truly began. On his first show, which was on E! Entertainment, it was the mega-hit Hollywood medium with, of course, Tyler Henry. He communicated with the other side to bring messages to stars like RuPaul and Sofia Vergara, even Kim Kardashian, and the list goes on and on. But Tyler... He mainly reads for everyday people like you and me. He brings comfort and closure and and so much hope to his clients. Whether it's a one-on-one session with Tyler or experiencing his ability on one of the stops on his amazing national tour, the bottom line is people are left better off with a little Tyler Henry in their lives. Tyler has been interviewed many, many times before by many different outlets, but today... We dive into topics that Tyler doesn't quite often get to chat about, and I just personally find this interview fascinating. It is so inspiring. He is so much fun, and I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I do. So, let's see if today we can get Tyler to say something that he's never said before. Tyler Henry, my friend, how are you? It's so good to see you, my friend. It has not been that long. I feel like we're in touch all the time, but I'm so glad to finally get to join you. Oh, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. We are going to dive into hopefully a very different type of conversation for you. But before we dive in, I do want you to set the stage. So just tell everybody what exactly it is that you do. What is a clairvoyant medium? 
Sure. So as a clairvoyant medium, uh, to break it down, a clairvoyant is a French word that means clear sight. And it really kind of just speaks to the modality of which I receive intuitive information, uh, predominantly through very strong mental images, kind of like active daydreams. And then as a medium, um, that really just kind of means I'm a conduit. So I act as kind of an intermediary. Um, some people kind of refer them as historically a shaman, uh, but it's just somebody who essentially relays messages from this realm into the next and from the other realm into this one. And of course, not everybody can identify with being a medium, obviously, but I think a lot of people can identify with struggling to figure out who they truly are and and stepping into that identity. Has that been something you faced? Have you struggled over the years trying to figure out who you are? Absolutely. I mean, there's something to be said about identity and the courage that it takes to be able to stick with what makes us different. Uh, you know, there's this kind of cliche, which I do love, which is this idea that we you know, are our superpower, that our superpower is what makes us different. Um, and I think that's very true. We all have different aspects of individuality to offer. Diversity is our strength. Uh, we are stronger together. But I think very often in, in a world that wants to mold us into uh, a certain compliancy, it, it can sometimes take extra courage to be true to who one is, uh, particularly if, you know, you fall into a minority category, as, as so many do. So what has given you the courage to be who you really are? You know, I couldn't really think of living any other way. Uh, I often think of those early days of being bullied, you know, for the very thing that now has gone on to allow me to be successful and and share my passion. And, um, you know, for me, there really was no choice. <laughs> wow. So you did you did get bullied for for this ability. Absolutely. You know, the, the question is often, you know, were you bullied more for being gay or for being a medium? Uh, and I would say, you know, both in different ways and at, at different times. Um, but I think it, it really does speak to that idea that everybody can relate to, you know, even if you can't necessarily relate to those two things. Everybody, you know, deals with within the workplace, within school, maybe even within their own families, a sense of being an outsider and having to be true to who one is um, or, you know, uh, the alternative is is never as as meaningful <laughs> right right well and it's safe to say that today you've stepped into who you are and there's no looking back but back then when you were going through some of those things and the bullying and things like that how did you manage to push through that and not lose yourself throughout all of that you know one of the greatest pieces of advice i was ever given was this uh, someone told me once you know tyler <laughs> you can be the biggest juiciest peach and there's still going to be people who hate peaches. And that's one of my favorite quotes, um, because it really does speak to that universal truth that not everybody is for everybody. And that's mm -hmm. okay. And I think so long as we can create our own family, uh, you know, through bonds, through love, through the love that we create, uh, whether it be with friends or uh, companions, you know, I, I think there's great value in that, in finding our tribe. Um, but of course, you know, I, I try to remain open to all people. It's just kind of by nature of my job being a communicator, I get such an insight into different cultures and different uh, worldviews. And so I'm, I'm open to it all. <laughs> Is that one of your favorite things about what you do? I would say so. I would say that by far being able to see not only the differences, but the common links, the threads that really unite all people. Mm. Uh, fundamentally, you know, people often think that people are in pursuit of closure. And I, I don't really necessarily think that's true. I, I think that closure kind of implies a period, a conclusion to grief. Um, I think what people are really looking for largely is validation, validation that life goes on, that the love that we create, you know, has value beyond just the material world. 
Um, and that really kind of speaks, I think, to a common soul that, that we all share and, and maybe even an inclination, kind of a, a hint that we all know that there's something to that. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. I mean, I can only imagine the the different walks of life you get to meet through what you do and how exciting it is to connect the dots with people, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, you can relate into interviewing so many iconic people and being able to kind of get really interesting answers from them. I, it really speaks to the fact that no matter where people are within status quo or society, uh, fundamentally, you do find people deal with the, the same issues. And oftentimes, as Oprah says, when you have a big life, uh, you know, those problems that we all deal with kind of become magnified. And and I think we see it often in, in the media and in uh, public figures. <laughs> I'm loving that you just quoted Oprah. I mean, this is the best interview ever already. Super Soul Sunday. I'm bringing it to you, baby. Right here. <laughs> Tyler, you brought up the word identity earlier. Um, and going back to that for a minute, do you feel like people marry what you do being this clairvoyant medium to who you are as a human being? And, and does that get difficult for you ever? Absolutely. In the sense of, yes, I, I do think people uh, conflate the two, but I, I think that's very common in the sense that in life, we, especially in the age of social media, you know, we all have bios. And if you think about it in our bios, we kind of put what we self-identify as, um, you know, perhaps as a journalist or as a medium or as a t- television personality or whatever. Um, so I think it, we live in a day and age where more than ever labels and identifiers um, are kind of used to to sum up people. Um, with that said, I have a lot of clients who very often I find, you know, kind of take on the role of mom um, or daughter. And sometimes when people identify too strongly with any role, it can become all consuming and we can lose sight of the fact that we are multifaceted souls having a human experience. And so not only are we perhaps, you know, mother, we're also daughter, we're also a human being, we're also a soul, we're also so many other things. And it's important, I think, to see past those self identifiers. <laughs> I think so too and I think it's important to have people see you for other things than just what you do, right? Absolutely for what you have to offer. Um you know, maybe in a monetary sense or in a value sense whatever that equates to in a, in a societal way. Yeah, we are so much more than our jobs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a catch 22 in a way because I think when you really enjoy what you do, so much of your life does become that, but it's healthy to figure out boundaries, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's a really true integration of self when, um, you know, you can love what you do. And of course, I don't, I don't know if anybody loves what they do all the time. You know, I would think if right. you had a, a 50 uh, year career, there's certainly going to be highs and lows. But uh, yeah, as you said, finding that balance is, I think, the key to harmony. <laughs> highs and lows. So what's a high with what you do and what's a low? High with what I do is uh, leaving somebody better than I found them with the real true validation that there was something to the experience that was real and tangible. Um, There's a moment in time in every reading when someone leaves as a believer where there's a switch that happens. They come in, they're not sure, they might be skeptical or might be believers, but they just don't know what's going to happen. And then you say something and they make a shift where you can see that they've integrated this. They don't know how they're going to process this information, but they know it's real. And that moment acts as kind of a catalyst oftentimes that people carry with them for the rest of their lives, trying to kind of contextualize that experience and that evidence that they got. Um, so that's my favorite part. It sends people onto a whole journey of, of self-discovery and asking questions. The lows, I would say, are the self-imposed expectation. Um, I want to save everybody. You know, I've sat across from people that I've gotten intuitive readings about. Alan Thick being a really good example. Um, I sat with him and he 
I very clearly had a medical problem come through and I warned him about it on television and he kind of laughed it off and he said, oh, thanks, Dr. Tyler. And and indeed, he passed away of this very issue a, a matter of months later. Um, and if he had taken it seriously, it may not have happened. And so as a medium, you know, knowledge is power, but you can't fix everything. And in fact, you can't really fix anything. You just have to be a conduit for information. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com Wow, and that must be a heavy burden to carry if you don't know how to separate the two. So are you at a point in what you do now where you can feel those things and and warn somebody about something, but then you kind of let it go and and put it out to to them in their life? You know, to be completely honest, I I really am not there yet as far as mastering that. Um, One of the greatest difficulties of my personal life is coping with the intensity of the emotion. And I, when I lay down at night, I think about the people that I read and I I hope they're doing okay. I think about the clients I've read that have passed. Um, You know, all these people just kind of exist inside me living and, and, and on the other side. And so it just kind of is who I am. I just deeply, I, I can't separate that. Uh, for better or for worse. And it certainly creates a lot of anxiety, a lot of high emotional, uh, you know, moments, but equally, I don't think I'd have it any other way. I think it makes me empathetic and humble. <laughs> so you just feel things all day and night. <laughs> all day and night. And it, it just, it's a reminder of the human experience, the human condition. And, you know, as an interviewer, you're faced with it as well, as well as I'm sure Geo with uh, seeing people who've survived true crime, um, you know, you, you realize there are people who always have it worse off and things could always be worse. Um, and as a journalist or as a medium, we're just kind of conduits, I think, for storytelling. 
Yeah, no, 100%. Was there ever a reading you did that that made you need to take a pause and just separate a little bit from from your ability? You know, every reading does require a pause um, on on some level after to just kind of like bifurcate the experience and then trying to go back to some some place of normalcy. But to kind of answer your question more specifically, I remember my reading with Anne Heche uh, being a very, very clear example of both of us kind of needing a moment of a break. Um, you know, we since know what what has tragically you know, happened to, to Anne. And at the time, you know, the reading was very healing and very cathartic, but she got way more out of that experience than she was expecting. And she had to actually get up and leave and go into the other room and kind of just like process. And, you know, when she came back, she gave me a big hug um, and wanted to continue. And I needed to stop. I needed to stop and just kind of like collect myself um, because there was a lot of weight to that reading, a lot of weight to the messages. There were really clear personal messages that came from loved ones who'd passed that um, I think really changed the trajectory of her life in that moment for the better. It let her know her loved ones were with her and watching over her and she could get through this next step. And it was just so tragic to see what unfolded after. Wow. That's, that's incredible that you were, a part of the peace, though, that she could receive in her life. And I think that must be a really good feeling. Is there ever a point for you where you're reading for someone and you think, I might need to suggest this person goes to get some sort of help because Absolutely. I'm not sure if a reading is enough for their well-being? Absolutely. In fact, every single reading I do, I encourage people um, to look into resources. I'm really a big proponent of Western medicine, <laughs> which yeah. I know spiritualists tend to kind of get a reputation <laughs> being very Eastern. But uh, if I, you know, get a fracture, I'm going to the hospital. So I, I, I encourage people to consider grief counseling um, by all means. And various things work for different people. There's so many aspects of psychotherapy that um, are just as subjective as <laughs> the medium world, to be honest. But different things work for different people. Um, and I, I really encourage people to to find a sense of community through grief. I think it's very important. Uh, it's such an isolating emotion. So when you can be around others or have support systems, it's it really helps us get through it. Has your view of grief changed over the years? I would say, I, I mean, almost on some level, how could it not? I, I think I, starting off as a young, young, even younger person uh, at 10 years old with my first premonition, I did not understand death. I had lost a goldfish and that was about it. And then my grandmother passed and I kind of got a brief introduction and then I lost a friend. And now as I've gotten older, you know, people start dropping like flies. Um, so you kind of start developing, I think, with time and appreciation for life. Um a, a respect for death and the fragility of life. And if anything, my work has taught me the importance of, I, I think, saying it now, being present to the best of my ability. Um, you know, look, we all get road rage. <laughs> we all get, <laughs> we all have moments where, uh, you know, we are very, very human and that's okay. Um, but I try to also extend the compassion that I extend to others to myself. And I think that's a very important thing that people miss when we talk about spirituality and compassion. We should extend that same love and grace to ourselves because none of us chose to be here we're all works in progress and i think we often forget that that's such an interesting point it's it's so right on because you're someone who is so compassionate and giving of your time and your energy and your love and your thoughtfulness to other people all the time but for yourself that's something you have to continuously work on huh Absolutely. And I, I, you know, I do think we receive in giving, 
and there's so much value in 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 that um and so for me you know in many ways my work sustains my self-esteem it sustains my my own self-love um by being ex- being able to act as an extension of love to, to other people uh through the work or whether you know it can be in many modalities um you know charity work is always a good example but uh there's so many aspects we all i think can act as extensions of of light and and really help the world based on kind of growing where we're planted <laughs> yeah absolutely tyler you've read for how many people would you say <laughs> thousands by far but as far as celebrities go uh we read over 200 on hollywood medium yeah i mean the the, yeah. the amount of readings you've done is incredible is there a situation or reading you you did that truly just kind of surprised you even i'm sure by now you see a lot of the same themes and patterns and you know there's there's so much that that you can connect the dots with but did you ever walk away kind of like wait a minute what just happened you know they are all surprising and people often find it surprising that i find it surprising uh but it is always mind-bending and stunning for me when there's a validation that comes through that is just bizarre uh (laughs) which i know is a bit of a generic answer but I would say this, I did one reading actually uh, very recently on a live tour, and this was not with a celebrity. Um, and it was with a, a, a lady who I just got drawn to out of 2000 people. And I felt that there was a man who was coming through who had been fortunately shot from the side. And I had her stand up, I identified this young man, he had indeed been shot from the side, I identified that he had been shot from a vehicle. And uh this then uh, basically unraveled into a situation where this man was a police officer and he indeed had pulled up and this man in a car had shot and killed him. Mm. And right after that, this validation came through. I said, for some reason, uh, he's having me talk about another police officer fatality around the exact same time he went. And I don't know why, but you just need to know they both are honored together. And she looked at me and she said, well, that's because the gunman also turned around and shot and killed the other police officer who was also with him so this person ended the life of the police officer and his partner and that moment of validation knowing they were together um you know was deeply jolting for everybody who watched it and witnessed it but it showed that they were so much more than how they passed and i think that resoundingly is the greatest takeaway we are so much more than our worst moments they are so much more than their cause of passing and they deserve to be remembered for their life not necessarily just their death. Oh, absolutely. That's and that's incredible that you could again be there for someone in in the way that you are there. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what you do and I'm sure you get all sorts of questions all the time, but one of the biggest misconceptions I would guess is people just assume that if they walk up to you, you're immediately going to start being able to read them. And that's just not the case, right? Or is it? You know, <laughs> I've given varying answers to this because I just don't like when people walk up to me and start asking things. But in reality, there are times where it does happen. There's times where I'll, I was at an Ikea once and a girl recognized me and I said, it's not looking good with your boyfriend, is it? And she said, oh, no, you know, we've gotten to a fight and and there's a whole thing. And, I, you know, I, I, I felt bad after that. I thought, well, okay, you know, <laughs> I may have been correct, but it wasn't my place <laughs> to involve <laughs> in in the relationship even though she kind of (laughs) wanted you know the advice and honestly it probably was valuable uh that was the universe giving her a sign hey maybe he's not right for you but um (laughs) there's a time and a place yeah right (laughs) and i I try to be mindful of that so yeah (laughs) 
So who is Tyler Henry without his abilities? Oh, Tyler Coolawine without the abilities. That's my, my real last name. Henry is my middle name. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, uh, for me, I think what I do and who I am have become so intrinsically connected as far as my interests, passions, um, and ironically, identity, as we've discussed. But I, I would say, really, my goal has always just been to be a conduit for storytelling, for conversation, um, and for life experience. If if I can take my life, my privilege, all the blessings I've been given, and kind of act as a platform for other people who might be underprivileged or who might have important stories to share with the world, um, then then I'm really stepping into my purpose. And I really feel like you and I have a very similar kind of life lesson in that way of, of really acting as that conduit, um, quite literally a medium for stories that need to be told. And for the people who are skeptical, because as we've talked about, there are skeptics out there and that just comes with the territory. What do you say to them? You know, I embrace skepticism in the sense that I've read people who are religiously skeptical uh, to scientific skeptics. And I ongoingly am very open to study of my ability. I've undergone brain scans, uh, particularly on episode uh, on the last season of Hollywood Medium. The last episode underwent uh, an active brain scan of neurofeedback. And was able to, with Dr. Hill and Dr. Drew, determine that there were some very real changes going on in the brain. So I've always shown a willingness to be tested under non-biased circumstances. Um, I continue to. There's some very exciting work I'm doing that I can't talk about quite yet. But uh, I definitely am working with some institutes to try to kind of quantify more. So um, last note on that, I think really the proof's in the pudding. The nature of readings is so subjective, right? It's kind of more like falling in love or like art. Um, it's it's really experiential. So some people see value in it, others don't. But I'm really more here for the people who see value in it. The people who don't, that's completely fine. It's it's really like art. Some people love that art. Some people are like, oh, I could do that at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's okay. You know what I mean? So that's how I, I approach it. Well, I think that's really healthy because then you don't constantly feel the pressure like, oh, I have to prove myself to everybody. It's like, yeah. no, you don't. Yeah. I, you know, I try to have evidence in every reading, but I can't because it's not necessarily coming from me. I can't force something that isn't there. So, you know, either the information's compelling or it's not. And my job's just to show up and do my best. What's been your favorite celebrity reading? Favorite celebrity reading? Uh, probably hard to say. And, you know, it's a, such a should probably have a better answer because I'm asked a million times, right? It varies. It, RuPaul was pretty cool just because it's a gay community. And that was pretty neat to get to kind of help somebody who helped me, yeah. you know, growing up watching it on TV. But um, really, anybody who just truly needs it, that's that's where I find the most value. When I lay my head on the pillow at night, I'm not thinking about most of the celebrities I've read. I'm, I'm thinking about the the folks who, you know, no one will know the name of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think of things or do things come to you after somebody's left? And if so, how do you determine whether or not to reach out again or just kind of let that experience be what it was? You know, I, I would say for the most part, it requires discernment like anything. Um, I try to get it all out when I sit with a person. When I do a reading, if I start getting information coming through, um, it tends to kind of be like a breadcrumb trail. And so once I get to a certain point in the reading, I kind of feel like I've let it all out or the majority out. And that's when I can conclude the reading. Um, there's times where that happens at 45 minutes. That's before, but also times where it's happened at six hours into a reading. I sat with Carmen Electra uh, for... I want to say about five to six hours. So <laughs> it's a long time. I try to get it out when I can get it out. And then when I leave, 
that minimizes the chances of stuff coming after. But it does happen. And when it does, I make a phone call. <laughs> what is the recovery like after five, six hours? It's crazy. I will either listen to really heavy metal, like really loudly <laughs> in my ears, which is funny because I'm, you know, a twink of the century over here. But I, um, <laughs> I listen to like Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, like really like grungy, loud, loud music. And it helps kind of just cleanse my mind. Or I'll just be in complete solitude and silence. And that, that creates kind of an inversion of that. <laughs> we love a good moment of silence. That's right. Moment of silence, moment of rock. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Oh my god, that's incredible! You are a badass rock star. Who knew? Who I didn't knew? even know. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, you've been also selling out on your national tour. I've seen you popping up all over the place. I mean, I know you were recently in New York and didn't call us. I'm going to let that slide. No, you were there in spirit. I could feel it. <laughs> yeah. I almost brought you through, Tommy. Oh my gosh, I don't even know if we were in town, but I was like, oh, he's in New York too. Oh my God, I wish we could hang out. Um, but ha- tell me what the tour is like. It-, it looks incredible. It's really a lot of fun. You know, it varies from anywhere from 800 to sometimes 3,000 people. Um, wow. I personally prefer the smaller audience just because I feel it's a little bit more intimate. Um, but it's really special. I'm going to be coming in November 30th to Anaheim as well as December 1st. So I have two dates coming up. I think we have about six shows left uh, this year. So for people who are interested, they can check it out over on my website. But um, overall, it's just really been an incredible experience to get to travel. It really represents, I think, that idea of being able to connect to diversity and storytelling. I go to rural places, you know, Oklahoma, um, you know, I've I've gone to Missouri, I've gone to Mississippi. There's there's so many different um, important 
lessons to be learned through grief. And I think so many people have stories that just go untold. So to be able to have a platform and a place where people can congregate together, I think it really allows for an outlet for grief. And to know that even if you get a reading or don't, we are still together, not necessarily through our loss, but through our love and through that shared connection and reverence uh, for those who came and went. So there's something powerful about that in the sense that I think society doesn't have a lot of outlets for collective grief. And these shows kind of act as a, a way to come and, and be a part of the experience and also laugh and have a surprisingly uh, happy time <laughs> on a very heavy subject. Yeah, yeah. And these these tours seem like they're probably something really fun for you to do because you reach so many people at once. Absolutely. It's it's really cool to be able, even if I don't necessarily read everybody in the audiences, it's impossible. Uh, I really say there's something for everybody in every reading. And I'm a big believer that one of the biggest signs our loved ones give us are meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. And very often we find the people who get read kind of coincidentally ended up there. Um, and so I believe that everyone who attends, you know, is is exposed to a message for a reason. And I encourage people to take what resonates and and leave the rest. You know, there's a reason I think that information's being brought into someone's atmosphere. And I like that it makes you so accessible. I mean, you have a waiting list. I think last time I saw was over 600,000 people or something crazy like that. I mean, that is so many people. So at at least at an event, people can get that access and interaction and see you physically, which is amazing. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love to go out into the audience when there's stairs. I like to hug people and I go out. I haven't crowd surfed yet, but we're working on it. I have uh, lost a little weight, so I think it should be a little easier now. But um (laughs) No, I, I feel so, so privileged to just be able to to see the joy. And I think I know you can relate people who are fans of of you, you know, just the joy that that you can bring to people when they see you. They're like, oh, my God. Ah. And it's so weird as a little nerd who got bullied. I'm <laughs> with you. you. Elicit that reaction. People were they're excited to see you versus wanting to, <laughs> to deck <laughs> and, you. Right. Yeah. And for me, that's unusual. So I, I, I I'm always pinching myself and just eternally grateful for everyone who is supporting me yourself included oh of course you deserve it you you are such a pure person and you're helping so many people and bringing that joy like you just said to so many people when you think about what you do and your ability overall what makes you the happiest like what are you the most proud of most proud of uh you know i would say for me, on my Netflix show, one of my favorite parts that was explored was a family mystery of my own. And for those who don't know, my mom was taken as a baby and um, ultimately the person who took her ended up murdering two people and serving thirty over 30 years in prison. And it was a big thing that we explored in the Netflix show. But um, what was so special for me was in that show to be able to... Uh, display my aunt and uncle who are african-american um my uncle who was falsely imprisoned uh, at the age of 18 and and to be able to hear his story and to be able to act as kind of a platform for that i think was not only timely but necessary it spoke you know his story was so valid with police brutality um, with our current justice system incarceration and so to be able to almost vindicate him, to allow him to tell his story of what his mother made him do under threat of death um, was so powerful and compelling. This was a young man who was still a child who wanted to be a police officer, and he found himself manipulated by his own mother to bury a dead body, too, in fact. And so to go back to the scene with him, to process that was so healing, and I think spoke to a larger conversation of tolerance and not judging a book by its cover and understanding that we all 
have pain and trauma and, and we're all fighting a battle often that nobody truly knows about. That's a super powerful thing to bring up because we don't know what's going on with somebody in their life. And it's so easy to judge a book by its cover. And I imagine through the work you do, you've really learned, not that you ever were a judgmental person, but you probably have learned that that's not a way to live. It's really interesting. I mean, we all have preconceptions, right? And I think by hu- humans are comfortable with labels. And I think labels oftentimes are a way that we make sense of the world. But my work has taught me that there's so much nuance, that life is not just black or white, that there are so many shades of gray and so many variations, um, and that that's not a bad thing. That ambiguity is something I can actually be comfortable with. I don't have to be certain or really hold on to any belief strongly um, about a person or about myself or about the universe, that I can just be okay with (laughs) the nature of the way things are and focus on love and not get too wrapped up in the trivial things. Tyler, do you think we all have a little bit of our own intuition? Absolutely. We all get a first impression when we shake our hands. Uh, everybody you know, gets a feeling, I think, when they walk into a room, be it how they're perceived or perhaps <laughs> the feeling of what might be around. Um, and I think it's often an evolutionary perk that many, many have. And for those who have survived um, Near death, there are so many stories of their intuition giving them indications, as we've seen with Geo's, you know, true crime stuff. I mean, come on. I'm sure he has stories of of people kind of getting those red flags, gut feelings. 100%. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, it's really remarkable what people feel and, and can sense if they allow themselves to tap into that, you know? Yeah. And half of it's just believing it and showing a willingness to go with it. Um, you know, we all get feelings and some deserve weight, some don't, but that discernment helps us, I think, navigate life with a deep inner compass that can really act as a valuable tool when we need practical help. Yeah. hundred percent. Tyler, you are a ball of energy. I feel like, first of all, I don't even know if you ever sleep. Do you sleep? <laughs> I never, I actually hang upside down from my room. <laughs> Like this. And I, you know, I can't, I, my life, I don't even close my eyes. They stay open. That's why they're so like droopy. <laughs> so I would I believe you don't sleep though. Really? What do you get? Like three hours a night? Oh yeah. Well, no, I, yeah. My, my dog, unfortunately was like, had an ER vet thing at three in the morning last night. So, and I, oh. I was on an earlier good, good day LA this morning. So I've been bright and early and bushy tailed, but I was so excited to get to talk to you and it's just, it's made my day. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> living for everything you're doing right now. I think it's 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 such a gift to have you in this world. And I like that hopefully today people have gotten to know you a little bit deeper, a little bit more personally, um, because there's so many layers to who you are aside from just the work that you do. And I think that's what's really interesting. And I don't think you could be who you are doing the work that you're doing if you didn't have those layers. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I've got to be a fully formed person, especially when you're dealing with other people. Yeah, yeah. And you think it's so funny. I think we were at dinner. um, God, I don't even know. Was that two years ago when we all had dinner? Going on? Yeah, about a year and a half, I think. Yeah, Yeah, we were at dinner. And I, I asked you a question about your energy. I'm like, how do you how do you release that energy and you said something so interesting and you said you actually will feel like if you don't do readings it's it's like pent up and it's bubbling talk to me about that for a second absolutely yeah if i don't do readings it kind of builds up and i call it jokingly spiritual constipation uh because that's really what it feels like i'm able to kind of blow off this necessary steam by having a time and a place to do readings allocating appointments and so long as i kind of allow that sacred time and sacred space it allows me some sense of normalcy and kind of bifurcation as I go about my day-to-day life 
life and go to the store and go upon my routines. Um, there are always exceptions. There's still times where stuff pops in and I can't help it, but it's at least been my way of maintaining normalcy and, and not losing my mind. Yeah. See, I, well, I'm sure your boyfriend Clint appreciates that. <laughs> I think so. He definitely does. He's like, Tyler, you need to do a reading. It's been a couple of days. Like, you're, right. He's like, home. you can feel it. Like bring that ball of stress home. Do not right. bring it home to me, Tyler. Walking in tugs, <laughs> head spinning around, pea soup shooting out. You need to do a reading. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think also it's fascinating that you are in this amazing, beautiful relationship because people probably wonder, like, how does that work out? Is it is it just like any other relationship or is it different oh, by nature of what you do? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The funny, the great thing is, I think one of my favorite things about him is he views me as a human being more than a medium. And I love it. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And uh, I think that that's one of our, our best qualities is uh, while he does care about readings and cares about work, he just wants to make sure I'm okay first and foremostly. And having someone that loves you for you versus necessarily your role, uh, as we've discussed earlier, <laughs> is so essential. And I encourage anybody in their lives to kind of ask, like, with those that we love, are we loving them for who they are or are they, we loving them for what they're providing for us? And, and I think uh, hopefully we love them for who they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you two have a beautiful, beautiful love story. We love cheering you, you boys on from afar. Oh, and- thank you. We're always cheering you on. And for everyone listening who wants more information on how to connect with you or things you're involved with, tell me about Fireside by The Collective. Absolutely. Firesides have been a wonderful platform that's been created by Fallon Fatami and Mark Cuban. And it's basically been an opportunity to kind of create an interactive, almost like visual podcast. Um, But in my case, I use it through a platform called The Collective, which is a membership service through Fireside. Um, You download an app or you can check it out on your desktop. And basically, we go live twice uh, a month, we do group virtual readings that go anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. So we connect people all over the world from the comfort of their own home. Um, readings are unedited. You can see the process live and in person. It's all recorded. So you can go back and watch the readings and it provides hours of entertainment. And then we also do private reading giveaways, interviews with experts. Um, we recently had Chelsea Handler on, which was a lot of fun to kind of talk about the relationship between comedy and grief. Uh, so there's so many interesting you know, things to come and We've created a really beautiful community. How do people find that? You can check that out over at thetylerhenrymedium.com. I don't talk about myself in third person. It's just I lost the domain name. (laughs) (laughs) But that has all of our tour dates as well as information um, on the collective, which you can check out through Fireside if you uh, check out Fireside on on Google. It's it's technically not Fireside.com because I think that was also taken. But just look up Fireside. It's a little purple app. (laughs) Purple app, guys. Look up Fireside. (laughs) That's great. And Tyler, last question for you. This show is called I've Never Said This Before. And I'm wondering, what is one thing that you have never said before? I gave this some thought, okay? And I I, want to say, I want to say that I've never said that. Hear me out how I mean this. I heard a ghost say hello to Clint and I in the shower. Now, bear with me. There's meaning to this, okay? You might be like, what the heck? That's weird. This happened to me, and I've never shared this because it happened a few years ago, but to be very, very concise, I was sitting in the shower, and I was at a very low point in my life, and I was talking to Clint and was expressing out loud if I was doing right by the other side. I was saying, you know, I feel like I want to make sure I've done everything right. I want to make sure I'm doing enough readings. I want to make sure that I'm I'm not going to give up like I feel like I want to do right now. And just as I said that, <laughs> between us both, something said, hi. <laughs> we both jumped out of the shower. I about conked on my head. But the reason I, I share that story is not because I'm really giving you the X-rated details. 
It's more <laughs> because the timing spoke to the value of the message. I was going through a time of deep interpersonal questioning and turmoil. And all it took was a little nudge from the other side, a little hello to introduce me into a sense of validation that I was on the right track. And so I encourage people out there, if you're listening, listen to those coincidences, look at the timing of when they happen, because they might be giving you guidance you don't even realize. All it took was a hello. A hello from the shower. I w- really wish they would have waited for me to dry off. <laughs> Did you get a visual of what that person may have looked like at one point? That was the weird thing. It was just a hi. That's amazing. Yeah, okay, it was, I, it, it was me. Um, that was me. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, I, it, it, we, a megaphone. <laughs> Tyler, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, and thank you for coming on today and and sharing your light with with everybody who's listening. You are seriously such a light in this world, and Gio and I are just so happy we have connected and that you boys are a part of our lives. Likewise, in you as well. So much of what you do, I I just I, I I love being able to watch every single thing, every interview. You shed your light everywhere you go. So <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you, Tyler. Be well, and we will yeah. chat soon. You know it. Talk to you soon. <laughs> I've never said this before. Is hosted by me, Tommy Daddario. This podcast is produced and edited by Mike Coscarelli and executive producer Andrew Puglisi at iHeartRadio. I've never said this before. Is part of the Elvis Duran Podcast Network on iHeart Podcasts. For more, rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you like this episode, tell your friends. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Tommy Daddario. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.